I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Welcome to Happy Foots at Foot, your LAFC gateway drug and the only LAFC podcast where both hosts agree that bingo is undeniably cool and fun. I'm Darren Miller. Welcome to our mini preview this week for LAFC's match versus Monterey in the League's Cup round of eight on Friday, August 11th at 7.30 p.m. at the Rose Bowl. You can watch it on MLS Season Pass on Apple TV Plus while you're waiting in your car to get into the Rose Bowl parking lot if you have a good data plan on your phone. And if you're bringing a friend, have them get their phone out too because Travis and I will be live streaming a watch-along all game on the official LAFC Twitch channel with our good friends at LAFC, by which I mean we are very close personal friends with all the players we all hang out all the time we taught fufu how to gritty denny taught us how to front flip we can't do it but we know how please come watch with us it's gonna be a lot of fun come support us in the chat so they know that we brought you so they keep asking us back it worked last time so thank you for that and of course after that we will fly right into our live post-game call-in show on our own channel 10 minutes after the final whistle at youtube.com slash at happy foot subscribe now you can get notified when we go live which i guess is always now also if you enjoy the show and you want to help us keep making it become a friend of the foot by clicking the patreon link in the show notes or pick up some half house half merch by going to happyfootsadfootpod.com we don't have a full episode for you this week since it's a very quick turnaround here we're i think working with less than 70 hours between live streams here and i don't know how much of us you can handle before showing up at our front doors and taping our mouths shut but we also didn't want to leave you hanging either. So this isn't a meat and potatoes and a side kind of episode. This is all meat. Or if you don't eat meat, it's all beyond meat, which sounds even better. Travis caught up with Chris Whittingham, the former executive producer of the Dan Libertard Show and current MLS Season Pass broadcaster. It's a great interview. They get into everything you need to know about Monterey and this matchup and more. I said this was just meat. I've already given you too much potato. Let's get right into the interview. He's the former executive producer of The Dan LeBertard Show and current 
broadcaster on MLS Season Pass on Apple TV+. Plus. Please welcome to the show. We're very honored to have him, Chris Whittingham. Chris, thanks so much for being here. I feel like I'm on CBS Sunday morning with that rejoin sound. <laughs> uh, first question, war in Ukraine. How we get out of it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, my my, my geopolitics. I, uh, I I need some work on it. I need some work on my geopolitics. <laughs> so before we get into the the quarterfinal matchup against Monterey, I think everyone listening will know your voice from Apple TV Plus at this point. But give everyone your background before you came, became a, a broadcaster at Apple. Yeah, so uh, I was working at the Dan Lebitard show, which you mentioned. Um, but also was kind of currently calling a bunch of games. I was working for Univision on their MLS coverage. Whenever I say that, people look at me funny because I, I do this in English and uh, Univision is obviously a Spanish language network, but they used to do an English broadcast for all of their MLS games and actually starting in 2019 for all of their Liga Mekis broadcasts. So I actually got hired there full time to call Liga Mekis. I was working for Inter Miami doing their radio broadcast. So I've just been calling games. Oddly enough, South Florida is a place where there are a lot of places that do production that like bring soccer to the world that people are kind of unaware of. But there's like four or five places in South Florida that are production places. So I've been calling games of all kinds of variety. I've called games from Chile to Italy to I think I did uh, an Asian World Cup qualifying game once. I've, I've been all over the world, albeit via a closet from somewhere in Hialeah, Florida. So this isn't in my notes, but it, you saying that makes me think that you could help me. When you have to do these games where you're clearly like not the most versed in those, you know, leagues or countries games, how do you do how do you do your research quickly to to uh, yeah. to learn what you need to know to do it? Because, you know, I'm not a fucking broadcaster and I've had to do these preview and, and post game shows and been like, I'm I'm reading like the stats off MLS.com and being like, I guess this guy's their best play. <laughs> 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 yeah, I mean, it, it really comes down to I have like a whole process for that. Usually when I'm doing a game, it kind of takes me like kind if I'm doing a team for the first time, it's like between 15 and 20 hours of like, you know, watching video of in, in some ways. One of the things for calling a game is you have background on every player. So you do. So the way that I do it is I try and have three or four full, complete sentences that I can say about a player on their background, on something I read somewhere on the Internet. And in there, you start to piece to get piece together the story of a team, and then you actually start diving deep. Some there's all, there's someone that covers every team, right? So you just have to find it, and yeah. that's the difficult bit. Is like going to find it, and you go through pages and pages of Google results, and you try and target it to time windows, and then you you, you figure stuff out. But yeah, I mean, it's a bit of an ordeal when not only. Are you unfamiliar with the team when you're unfamiliar with the league? You're unfamiliar with sort of rivalries. Like, for example, we're going to talk about Monterrey because that's LAFC's next opponent. I sort of know enough now about their history, having called Liga Mekis for a few years, that I like you sort of know the context of not just Monterrey, but Mexican soccer and sort of their place within it. And to know that is super helpful as a starting point before then launching into who the players are and kind of what what the current talking points are. Okay, I was going to ask about Messi and your role. Well, we'll put that at the end because you just perfectly segued into what I want to ask you. Our show is for, we like to say it's casual friendly here. So if you're (laughs) on the way to go see the game at the Rose Bowl and you want to know everything you need to know very quickly about the game, what do we need to know? And you just said you understand both the league and their place in it. So tell me, 
What is Liga MX and El Monterrey's place within that league? <laughs> yeah. So obviously, uh, also, what are the rules of soccer? If you could just go through. <laughs> okay. So it's 11 players per team. One of them is That's a goalkeeper. A and then the other 10 players is sort of at the judgment of the coach, how he wants to use them. No. So with, okay. uh, with, with, with the Mexican top flight, I think it's a really interesting competition from an American point of view. I think a huge reason why League's Cup exists is because there's enormous interest for Liga Mekis in the United States. It is actually the most popular television soccer product in the United States. It's not the Premier League. It's not MLS. It's Liga Mekis. If you like, just go by raw television ratings. And so I think there's an, obviously an enormous Mexican-American community in the States. And Monterrey, I think, is actually one of the bigger supported teams in this part of the world. We had a derby match in the round of 16 between Monterrey and Tigres. They're the two biggest clubs in Mexico in terms of spending, but also they're the two biggest clubs in that region. And yeah, I, I, I shouldn't have said the biggest clubs in Mexico. Those are Chivas and America. But Monterrey, huge club. They've won titles recently. They've won a lot of CONCACAF titles recently. And really, the biggest story with them is they are the biggest spenders in Liga Mekis. And so they just have a level of depth and a level of talent. And there's almost like an arms race between Tigres and Monterrey that sees the two of them just buy players. You're like, wait a second, they got that guy? And their most recent signing to that end is Sergio Canales, who's a player who's playing in Spain for a long time, scored the winning penalty against Tigres in the round of 16. And in some ways, part of the arms race, it's a bit like Real Madrid and Barcelona on a smaller scale. It's like, if you do something, I have to match it. So Tigres have this player named Andre Pierre Gignac who's a French striker, was playing in the French top divisions and had a reasonably successful career in Europe. But Tigres bought him over at a time in which he was kind of at a point in his career. It's like, wait, really? He's going to Mexico? That's a bit surprising. And he's turned out to be one of the best players in that club's history. And so Monterrey, being their rivals, have wanted to find a huge European player, a, a decent level European player to kind of be their version of Gignac. That's like, wait a second, this guy plays for this team. How, why, How, like, why is this happening? And so he, he, he's the latest in that arms race, but that's kind of like the big context. And so them getting to this round is a huge deal for them because they just beat Tigres, their, their biggest in-city rival. Now you say there's this arms race and they're spending all this money. There's a lot of talk within MLS about MLS's roster rules and the constraints. We are allowed three DPs in MLS. LAFC, for some reason, only ever likes to have two. We're obsessed with only mm -hmm. having two. Put it in DP language. Is every player on their team getting paid DP level salaries? It's hard to know because there is no salary release like there is in Major League Soccer where the players union puts out everyone's salaries and you know what everyone's making. But it's been estimated before that Monterrey and Tigres and America, to a lesser extent Chivas, have somewhere between eight and 12 players on their teams that would qualify as DPs in MLS. But like Ooh, they don't. That sounds but, exciting. But what, <laughs> but what doesn't happen is you don't see guys that are on like Messi money or Insigne money or Bernadeschi money. So actually, like sometimes the Liga Mekis fans are like, we actually think we should spend more to get bigger level players in. Whereas kind of these clubs are mostly scouting in South America and within other Mexican teams to kind of elevate the level of the team. They're not really interested in going for star power. They're interested in winning and getting the best players that like possible that fit into their style of play. Right, and it seems to me that what MLS tends to struggle with is being able to pay decent defenders and even midfielders to some extent because we spend so much up front, or at least LAFC does. So it must be, they must have a pretty consistent level of player across yes. um, all positions. Yeah. If you, if you look at those eight to 12 players that are making DP money, it's throughout the entire squad. It's not just okay. in attacking areas. Although you look at Asadi Monterrey, their forward 
options are incredible. LAFC do catch a bit of a break that the player who was kind of on pace to go back and forth with Messi for the Golden Boot race in League's Cup, Herman Beterrame, who scored five goals in the first two games for Monterrey in the group stage, is out injured. That's certainly a lucky break. But the thing is, is he's a center forward. Their backup center forward would be a top-level DP that anybody else would want in Rogelio Funes Mori, uh, who's been a really good striker for them in the last few years. So they just have a level of depth. That's the other thing, too. Whenever... MLS sort of bemoans its lot in life in the Champions League. Like Steve Chirundolo has done a fair bit uh, in public uh, in terms of the roster rules. They're talking about that. They're talking about the ability. If you lose your center forward, they can bring another top level center forward to play in the team. And that's something that MLS teams just can't do in the current context. Right. That makes sense. So Darren and I have to, we're doing a live watch along on Twitch and YouTube for LAFC. They're letting us go on their feeds, which seems like a terrible idea, but we're doing it (laughs) for the game against Monterey. And so there's a couple of names that, well, you've given me a couple. What are the names that I need to know? What players do I need to be afraid of? What pronunciations do I have to really figure out beforehand? Because it's something I keep going. I'm just like, I'm just going to say Club America at this point. I can't do the the slight accent at all. I'm too white. I can't handle it. Chris Whittingham is too hard for me. Right. Yeah. So you're not going to roll your R's with Monterrey then? My speech impediment comes out so often on this show. I'm surprised I didn't say Chris Whittingham. I'm so bad at talking. I don't know why I got into an audio medium. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, so obviously I mentioned Funes Mori in that center forward position. And honestly, if you look kind of throughout that team, there are previous... Mexican internationals that are really big figures. So you have Luis Romo, who's in the midfield, who's been very good. The left side of that defense, Jesus Gallardo and Hector Moreno are both players with that, I think, at least 50 Mexico national team caps. So that's a, it's a really strong team in terms of bringing in Mexican internationals. And then you have players like John Stefan Medina, who plays in the center of defense for them, who, who's very good as well. Uh, Maxi Mesa down, down the, the wide areas, another fantastic player, another player to kind of like to be afraid of. All these players kind of have strikes from long distance. That's a hallmark of Mexican soccer. And you'll so there's sort of that fear of affording space. But yeah, I mean, just the level of talent and depth in these teams. Although Monterrey have lost a few players to injury throughout the tournament, like Berterame. So, but yeah, it's Mesa, it's Funes Mori, it's, it's Romo through the middle, 
And then that that defensive line is really solid. Well, first of all, what is their style of play? And how do you think it compares to ours? How do you think we match up tactically against each other? It's actually really interesting. So Monterrey, they're under new management. They they let go of their previous manager, Victor Mamabusatich, because he wasn't good enough in the in the playoffs over there. They call it Liguilla. And they hired the former America manager, Fernando Ortiz. And I think we saw in the game against Tigres that they kind of can be malleable. They can do a bunch of different things. They can use the ball. And generally, a lot of the top-level Mexican teams like to be deliberate with their possession. And I think that's the biggest stylistic difference between MLS teams and Liga Mackey sides is I think their games are played at a little bit of a slower tempo because there's more of a desire to control the game, whereas you don't really see too many MLS teams do that. It's really, you know... Wilfred Nancy managed sides in Columbus. Greg Vanny for the LA Galaxy kind of likes likes to have a bit more possession. But for the most part, the game is very transitional. So I think LAFC obviously want to get on the break. Denny Buanga, that, that break for the, the second goal the other night against RSL was unbelievable. And so, so you nice. want to get out and you want to get out in transition if you're LAFC, but Monterrey will want to not only get it to the point where they'll have the ball, but if they lose the ball, it's not in a position or the opposition is not in a place where they can hit quickly against the what they call the rest organization of, of their team. So I think that'll be the way that they'll try and control the game. And it's really up to LAFC to try and almost make the game a bit more chaotic and play it on their terms. My next question is a question that I'm sure everyone's asking, right? Or, or everyone's wanting me to ask right now, which is this. Why did uh, they rig the tournament against Liga Emeki's teams? <laughs> Why did they choose to rig it so that Nashville, a team that draws the ratings beat the biggest club on the continent. Do you know why they rigged it? That's a really funny point that honestly I hadn't thought of until (laughs) just now. I mean, if you were going to rig the tournament, you would in the favor of America. They're the team that right now is left in the tournament. Right, exactly. If you you sort of like, and it's a fun parlor game to do, and I was doing it with some of my friends, like, what's the best final? It's America against Messi, like that, and and, and into Miami. That is by far the the most attractive final. It's not Nashville SC. And like Nashville SC are a fun team and I enjoy watching them. I've been to their stadium. It's awesome. But it's not them over America, I promise you. Yeah, I think, you know, from the get-go, there's been a lot of consternation about the fact that the game is only being played or the tournament is only being played in the U.S. and Canada. And so th- those th- that's come up a lot. And it's difficult to be away from your families for a month to try and pursue a month-long journey. But even like the the complaints about the officiating do like it, it's so difficult to me to understand obviously people are fans and people are biased but they're it's these games between Liga Mekki sides and MLS sides are not being refereed by American referees they're largely being refereed kind of tough, right? by, by yeah like from Guatemalan and Honduran and Jamaican and and referees of all kinds of nationalities it's not these MLS refs that are rigging it in favor. It, it, the concept is so weird to me. I don't understand what is it about soccer? What is it about sports that makes people lose their minds with officials? Otherwise, intelligent <laughs> people come up with the dumbest conspiracy theories when all yeah. of a sudden things go go against them. I just, I can't, I can't understand it. And also, because obviously it comes off the back of the America Nashville decision. If you watch the decision, it's a completely correct call. The America goalkeeper takes two steps off his line. You can't do that. And so, yes, should they have come up with that decision faster? Absolutely. But, but there were the people on the decision. field. They were trying to, they were arresting people on the field as right. they were just like, while that was happening, it was too hard to do whatever. It's, it's, yeah. it's so yeah. funny 
that there's that conspiracy brain in all of us. Like if we yeah. if we get mad enough, at some point we all think the world is is out to get us. Right. My other favorite part of that conspiracy was they put all of the best teams on the opposite side of the bracket so that Messi wouldn't have to play them. But then all <laughs> of those teams lost to worse players than Messi. So it doesn't right. make you look any better. But also, if you, but, can't, you can't beat Hani Mukhtar, but uh, you would have beaten yeah, Messi. The, right. The, the, the bracket was designed at, like in March when Inter Miami's hopes were real, obviously, <laughs> given the fact that they got him, but they were hopes. They, it was and yeah. like there is an actual like people just don't take the time to learn stuff, right? Like the the way that they did the groups was on the basis of league finishes in the most recent league season when the brackets are made. So there is actually math. Like the third best team in MLS is playing like the fifteenth best team in league. There, there's like a math of balance to try and balance. So it's up not the groups. random at all. No, it's not random at all. And who hosts is not random. And who hosts is not random at all. Like they were, they were based on last year's results. So LAFC, as long as they progress in the competition, will host every game because they were the champions of MLS, and so they will host every game left in the competition as long as they stay in it. And that's their reward for having done well in the league last season. So you brought him up just now, our boy Messi, our best friend Messi. Um, we're <laughs> on, the three of us are on a text chain. My, my good friend Messi, yeah. <laughs> I actually, um, believe it or not, actually, I shook his hand. It was a, it was a memorable experience for me. Was it, was it a good handshake? It was, it was, but like, okay, so I have an embarrassing anecdote. So okay. I met Messi and I, I held my own. It was a very simple handshake. He's a very demure guy. He's not, he's not the mm-hmm. most outgoing guy in the world. But so I was doing the show for uh, Apple for around Messi's first training session. And so our setup was at the Inter-Miami Training Center. They have like a balcony on the second floor of their training facility. That's where the set was. And the, basically the place to seek refuge from 110 degree heat was the Inter-Miami cafeteria. And so we were sat in there and Messi came up to us. Like he, like everyone came up to us and like kind of introduced him to, hi, I'm so-and-so, whatever. And so I shook Messi's hand, handled myself with a plum. But then Sergio Busquets came up and I was working with this guy, Stefano Fusaro, who's one of the hosts for Apple TV. And Sergio Busquets comes over and he goes, hi, I'm Sergio. And I go, hi, I'm Stefano. I introduced myself with the incorrect name. <laughs> like I, I, I forgot my own name and introducing myself to Stefano, Sergio Busquets. Not even close. Not, not even close to your name. Not even close. <laughs> and the reason why is because I heard Stefano introducing himself to somebody else out of like the corner of my ear, as it were. And uh, yeah, so I, I introduced myself to Busquets as, as the wrong name. It's among the more embarrassing things I've ever done in my professional life. I well, I just want to ask because you were in the heart of the show that called it for years, and you were an executive producer there. You guys got a lot of shit for a long time for saying Messi was going to come to Inter Miami, or at least the plan was in motion to bring him. They have hope, and everyone said it wasn't possible. At what point in that process did you think it actually was possible? And at any point were you like, this is going to make us look really bad in the end when he doesn't come? <laughs> like, where um, were you? How, how much faith did you have in in that as a as a story? I, had, I mean, pretty strong faith. Like, I knew who Mike Ryan Ruiz, my colleague, was talking to. And so I knew that what he was saying was not nonsense. But right. the thing is, is that the the external factors were so strong, right? If you think of the financial power of Saudi Arabia, of Paris Saint-Germain, and obviously the emotional appeal of playing for Barcelona, for Inter Miami to win out in and amongst all of that is unlikely, right? Just sort of in a theoretical sense. But yeah, I, I knew all along that it was a real possibility. And even if it didn't happen, 
that didn't mean that what we were saying was wrong. And I think that's why Mike Ryan Ruiz kept couching and he was saying like, Miami, you're in it. Even down to the last day, even when Messi gave the interview to the Spanish newspaper, which he said, I'm going to Miami. Mike Ryan Ruiz is going, I I mean, Miami don't know for sure yet. Like they, they were kind of caught (laughs) off guard by this. And so we were very careful, but knowing and and speaking to people on, on my own accord as well, I always knew that there was a real possibility. But the fact that, again, like I said, you have to have a certain amount of serendipity to win against the Saudis, to win against PSG, to win against Barcelona. And all of the elements came together for it to actually happen. Well, Chris, I really, really appreciate you being here and breaking it down in very simple terms for us. Um, Before we go, if people want to follow or support you, how can they do that? At Chris Winningham on social media, if you type in Chris Witty, W-I-T-T-Y, my profile should appear on Instagram and Twitter. Are you calling any games this week? No, I was I was going to do the Miami League's Cup game for radio, but I'm working for CBS Golasso this week. And unfortunately, my flight home does not get back in time for the game. So I will, uh, I'll miss out on that one. But once the regular season gets back kicking off, I think I'm doing a Texas Derby between Dallas and Austin on the 26th. Oh, so that's fun. That'll be, I uh, saw someone on Reddit once called that the Beef and Broccoli Bowl. And I thought that that was a really good name for that Darby. Wow. So you're welcome to say that on the air if you want. <laughs> yeah, I feel like the international viewers will be like, what? What are you talking about? What does that mean? But that's a, that's a great name. I think I might use that. Well, thanks so much for being here. When we come back, I think Darren just outros the show. I'm not really sure. We haven't talked about it. Thanks, Travis. I will just outro the show because playing Bet It and Forget It Alone would be sadder than creating and administering a custom bingo game. All right, that's our mini-sode. Just a reminder, we'll be streaming LAFC's official watch-along on their Twitch channel during the game. It's a second-screen experience, so watch the game on your own screen, then mute that, then watch us on the other screen. Then when you finally find Parking in the Rose Bowl, you can go in and catch the end of it if it's in pks or something show up in the chat party with us we're gonna have a great time it'll be a lot of fun then we'll run it back again on our post-game call-in show it'll be different stuff you're not gonna hear the same stuff again come for both or don't you you have lives too that'll be 10 minutes after the final whistle on our own youtube channel at youtube.com slash at happy there's a link in the show notes for that talk to us in the chat we'll post a link to join us live on the show as well thank you again to chris whittingham for joining us on the show our theme music is done by the insane team of james valentine nate walcott and louis palmer along with youtube you can also follow us on twitter instagram tiktok threads maybe facebook if you made it this far in the episode chances are you're enjoying the show and if that's true you want to show your support please consider becoming a friend of the foot for five dollars a month at patreon.com slash happyfootsadfoot or pick up some half o sappho inspired merch by going to happyfootsadfootpod.com any support really goes a long way to keeping the show and community growing throw us a review a rating share it with a friend whatever you want thank you again we'll see you at the watch along baby i love you bye deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.